You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 89, with Shane Sams. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, men of abundance? You are in for one heck of a treat this week. You're going to get three shows from Men of Abundance this week, two interview shows, and of course, our five-minute Aloha Friday. And the reason for that is, quite frankly, because I messed up. Somehow, someway, I ended up skipping over one of my guests, and I was wondering when his episode was going to come up, because I was very excited to introduce you to him, and... I looked through the whole chart. I looked. I have a tracking system where I track everybody, and somehow, some way, even with all of my tracking, I skipped over my conversation with Nick Loper. Nick is the host of the Side Hustle podcast, and I know many of you have been waiting for this because I know many of you want to start some sort of a side hustle. You just don't know exactly what to do. Well, Nick is a plethora of information when it comes to any type of side hustle he's going to give you so many ideas that you're not going to know where to start we have that conversation and I give you some advice on my idea on where you should start and what you should pay attention to after the conversation but today we are going to have a conversation with another amazing amazing man and he is part of a duo with him and his wife and I'm talking about Shane and Jocelyn Sams of the Flipped Lifestyle Community, Flipped Lifestyle Podcast. Simply an amazing couple. Now, the reason why I'm going to introduce you to Shane first and then Nick is because Shane is going to get you motivated and make you want to really look into starting an online business. And then from that, I'm going to introduce you to Nick and Nick's going to show you so many different ways that you can start some sort of side hustle that's not necessarily online. It can be done online, brick and mortar, from your home, from an office, you name it. Just tons of information. So it's going to be a jam-packed week. You're going to get a lot of information. And at the end of the week, I'm going to bring it all together with our 5-Minute Aloha Friday and talk to you about how to take action, how to make a decision, on what it is that you want to do as a side hustle and how to take action, how to get started. That being said, if you are not subscribed to Men of Abundance yet, either on iTunes or on whatever podcast player it is that you listen to, I strongly encourage you to do that so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, be abundant in your life today, right after this show, or even right now if you're not driving, you can pause this, you can share this episode in a text message, you can share it in an email, you can share it on Facebook, Twitter, you name it. All you have to do is go to menofabundance.com, click right under the podcast player and share it however you like. Share the link or even from your app, you can share it directly from your app, whichever one you're using. Please go ahead and share this with others because they are definitely going to want to get this information. 
So in our conversation today, Shane and I are going to talk about the false sense of security that so many people get from their job. He tells the story about how he had a false sense of security and the rug was literally pulled up from underneath him and he realized he was really nothing more than an indentured servant. And some of you may be in that situation as well. We continue talking about turning what you already know right now today into some sort of an income stream and we talk about how you can do that. We also have a conversation about how important is money in living a life of abundance. We have those conversations and so much more. All right, guys, before I introduce Shane to you, let me tell you just a little bit about who he is. Men of Abundance, our featured guest today is Shane Sams. I'm telling you what, this guy has blown my mind with all of his content. He has literally given away the farm, and I've only said that twice on this podcast. But when it comes to internet marketing and online businesses and just really enjoying what you're doing in life, Shane and Jocelyn has have truly, truly hit the mark on this one. And that's why I'm so, so excited to introduce all of you to Shane. Now, Shane and Jocelyn Sams are the dynamic duel behind Flip lifestyle.com. Shane and Jocelyn Sams are a real couple making their entire living selling digital products online through membership sites. Former teachers Shane and Jocelyn built a business that allow them to quit their jobs, spend more time with their family, and earn passive online income. I know many of you want to get there, so pay attention to what we're going to talk about here. They now generate hundreds of thousands of dollars per year in profit while only working around 10 to 15 hours per week. Their mission is to help other families build and grow successful online businesses through their Flipped Lifestyle podcast, Flip Your Life Community, and their blog at FlippedLifestyle.com. Now, I do want to caveat and you're going to hear this conversation between Shane and I because I feel like I know this dude personally. I've listened to darn near every single one of his podcasts and watched almost all their videos. Shane and Jocelyn are not about the money. They're about the time freedom and what this business opportunity and this lifestyle has given them. And to take it further, they're just like we are here at Men of Abundance. They love to pay it forward to other people, and that's why they're doing it, and that's why he he agreed to come onto the show. Shane, welcome to Men of Abundance. Oh man, I don't know. If, I don't know if I can follow up after that intro, Wally. But uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you bringing me on the show, man. I'm I love connecting with people. Uh, it was awesome. You sent me a random Facebook message, and I and I remember when I when it came up, I was like, I'm just like I'm gonna talk to this because we get a lot of messages. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was like, man, this guy has a cool little podcast going. Uh, you're standing on the beach. You sent me like a little video too, which I thought was awesome. And uh, it's great to be able to actually sit down live and connect with you like this. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I don't do that all the time. I literally had listened to maybe, I listened to you speak, I think it was either on EO Fire or Pat Flynn's uh, Smart Passive Income, one of those two. And I'm telling you what, listening to that, I immediately went over to your website. I listened to two of your shows and I happened to be on the beach at the time. I said, I got to contact this guy right now. And literally it was within, it was within an hour that you contacted me back and said, dude, nobody's ever contacted me like that. That was really cool. I'm in. And I was just blown away. I was like, excellent. That's perfect. That's good, man. I'm glad that you get some value out of the podcast. You know, we try to, and we'll get deeper into this, but like, you know, we, we started, flipped lifestyle i think for a different reasons than a lot of people do the you know online business coach make money online thing and you know our, our reason was to help people because when we started making money online we helped someone else make money online one of our friends 
and that blew our minds that we could like change people's lives. I mean, if you can help people make five hundred a thousand bucks a month, that's their mortgage and or their car payment. Yeah. And it's really cool when I see other people doing good things. I love to like connect with that because that's what it's all about is helping other people. Yeah, that is key. That is key right there. Now, before we get too much into the show, I really like to ask this question because this is how I start out pretty much every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Shane? Man, I am grateful for our audience. Uh, we we have such a responsive audience. You know, people like some people like struggle with that, but like whether it's our Flip Your Life community or you know all the people that listen to our show, we can throw something out there and people just react to it. Like. Uh, we needed to batch up some podcasts. We're going to Disney in a couple weeks, so we wanted to make sure that we had a couple months of shows in the can and ready to go. So I just threw something out there to our uh, Flip Your Life community members. I said, hey, who wants to talk on the podcast? And just within minutes, we had three or four people scheduled. People, you know, we're not, we don't interview experts on our show. We bring people on and do like a consulting call with them. And for people to open up and let people kind of see inside their business and be vulnerable, that's kind of hard for some people. And uh, so I'm really grateful that, man, people just jumped up, got on board, and uh, we had four or five, you know, interviews within the last couple hours, and, and we're, we're booked up, and we're, we've got our passive income rolling for next month. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you're absolutely correct. I, I recently just posted in a fa- another Facebook group that I'm in, in a group that I'm in, a private group, a paid group. And there's over well over 2,000 people in this group. And it seems like the same five people are commenting on a regular basis. Well, more than that. But the bottom line is it's a very small percentage. And in my experience in those type of groups, in any group, paid or not, about 80, 85% of the members never really engage they might introduce themselves in the beginning but they don't engage but the key is they are sticking around and they are paying attention and they are getting something out of it so i used to get upset about that when i ran my own fitness type groups i used to do fitness type groups and whatnot and i would be like why aren't these people they're paying to be here you know they paid for a product why aren't they engaging but i found out later that they are in fact engaging they're just not commenting. oh yeah yeah that's what happens especially in membership sites because one of the biggest p- things people freak out about is, oh my gosh, my people aren't engaging. They're not engaging. They're not engaging because they're only looking at posts. But you have to remember, everyone engages differently. Some people type. Some people lurk. Some people read. Mm-hmm. Some people listen. So a lot of times, we, we like to look at login data. That's a, that's a really good indicator of actual, how active your community really is because you may only have 20% of your people talking, but what if 75% of them are logging in every day and reading? They're still engaging. You just have to serve different people in different ways. Right. And that's a very good point. I had never even thought about that. But I'm assuming that that's only possible with the type of membership sites that you set up and help your members set up. Is that correct? Yeah. You can't do that with like a Facebook group. Right. Or they don't really let you look at that kind of data. But that's why we kind of we always want to build all of our stuff on our own platform. Mm-hmm. And we will use Facebook and use Twitter and use these things to get people you know, driven into that. But we want to be, I want total control of our platform so I can go in at any time and say, well, how many people logged in this week? Oh, sweet. 75% of our people logged in this week. Mm -hmm. But only 20% of them talk. That's okay Mm -hmm. because the other 55% of people are still getting value and they keep paying. So it's all good. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, you heard this wonderful bio that was just masterfully masterfully written and then orated by myself. Um, But... But, um, humble brag, hashtag humble yeah, brag. Yeah, I love it. But um, fill in the gaps. I mean, this little I, here at Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the person behind the greatness and the person behind the abundance. And about 
you and Jocelyn, you two are just an amazing duo. You really are, especially when you're on the mic together. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about you two and, and kind of what led up to what you're doing now. Well, I mean, you know, we are a couple kids from Kentucky. You know, we're just normal people. We, uh, you know, went to college at the University of Kentucky. That's where we met. And, uh, you know, we dated for a while. We got married. And we both became teachers. Okay. I was a football coach and a teacher. And uh, Jocelyn was an elementary school librarian. And we always look back now when people ask us this question. We say, you know, life was good enough. It was good enough. It wasn't abundant. I wouldn't say it was abundant. You know what I mean? But it was good. We were... We had, we had a house, we had a roof over our head, uh, we had two little kids, and we, you know, if we're putting food on the table, sometimes, you know, the paycheck might run out two days before payday, and you had to wait a day to go to the grocery store, but it was coming, you know, and, you know, we were just kind of going through life like everybody else does, just the normal, you know, nine to five kind of grind, you go to work, you come home, hang out for an hour, make dinner, and then you go to bed, you do it again, and again, and again, and a couple incidents really led to us. Uh, looking for something else. In a nutshell, um, I was a head football coach at a school, and that school consolidated. And I actually lost my job. I lost my job as a head football coach, and I was forced to go find another job, which wasn't a total disaster. You know, I'd looked for jobs before, but that kind of put a little seed in my head that, man, I don't really have a lot of control over my job. But I didn't think anything about it right then, and we went to another school and got a job, stayed there for a couple years. And then we had an incident happen uh, with our son. Uh, he was in a daycare center where we were like everybody else. You know, you got to go to work. Where do your kids go? They go to the daycare center, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we had an incident where the people at the daycare center were mistreating our son. Um, we found out later on that they were punishing kids, uh, especially in like potty training situations, by locking them in a dark bathroom and just doing some other things that were really, really uh, psychologically bad for kids. And when all this came to a head one morning and I discovered this and I was standing there in the daycare center with my son, I had to be at work in 30 minutes. I didn't know what to do, you know, because I had to go to work or I didn't get paid, right? And I, so I took my son to, to another part of the daycare center to a person in that facility I trusted. And I said, I'll be back. I go to school. I get my classroom started. I, I have the teacher next door come by and watch my class. And I go down, and I think I'm just going to go to my principal and say, man, I got, I, I mean, what would you do if this was your kid, right? I said, I got to go. I got to go deal with this problem. And when I went and took that to the assistant principal who was there at the time, um, that principal basically looked at me and said, no, um, you know, I know your kid's important, but so are your students, and you can't leave. If you do leave, you're going to get in trouble. And, and I don't have time to watch your class. I don't have anybody else to watch your class, and you can deal with it after school. And I remember in that moment, man, I was just so furious that this person had so, thought they had so much control over my life that they could dictate what was more important to me than my children, right? And so that kind of led me down the path of there's got to be something more to life. There's got to be something more to this. And I started looking for options, starting businesses and things like that, and we stumbled across uh, online business by actually listening to Pat Flynn's podcast. And uh, that's kind of what led us to the point where we were like, I think we can do this. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point and you really lived it. And this is the point I want to make out to point out to our men of abundance here is good enough is not a bad place to be, but it's just one action, one step, 
one event away from being a disaster. And yes. that's kind of where you ended up being once you got, you know, you lost your job, then you had to go through this whole other situation. So the thing that I always point out is good enough is great. You're happy where you're at, but always be moving forward, thinking about what you're going to do, some sort of a side hustle, if you will. From that job, did you completely quit that job and then just go right into your what you were learning from Pat Flynn and, and other resources? No, no, we did not. Like I, I, We always say we have a cycle that we take people through, like the entrepreneurial journey. So and like what we find, you know, we've we've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people now uh, to start online businesses. And what we've noticed is there's usually we we call that moment that good enough that you're one step from disaster. You're also one step from some from greatness. Mm-hmm. You just need a push, and usually that push is a negative event that gets you down, right? But what happens is you start you go into this phase that we call being a yearner. You're yearning for something more. You re, you've realized your eyes have been opened that there's something more abundant out there, and you start going out there and looking for what that is. So that was our next step is. You know, I wanted to jump right in, of course, because I'm kind of a jump off the cliff guy. But Jocelyn, <laughs> like, looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. I, I remember when I first heard about online business, um, I was listening to uh, Pat Flynn's podcast, and he was telling a story about how he sold his uh, study guide or something. It was an ebook, and he sold this, and when he launched it, he made like nine grand. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can save PDFs and sell them by email. We can do this. So I ran inside busted through the door i was mowing my grass and i like jumped off the lawnmower and just left it in the middle of the yard and i ran inside busted through and said jocelyn i got it i figured it out i know how we're going to quit our jobs we're going to sell emails and she was just standing there looking at me like no one's going to pay you to email them go back out and cut the grass (laughs) and like so 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 like that was that that but that was the yearning part and i knew that i had to learn how to do that so i kind of just poured myself into learning what this world was about figuring it out and then I had to prove it to Jocelyn. Jocelyn is not someone who just jumps, you know, into anything. She's got to see it work. She's got to, you know, feel it, touch it, and make sure it's real. Then she will figure out how to 10 exit. You know what I mean? So that was the next step for us was learning how to do it. I had to go out and prove it by making some money. And, uh, and then that kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah, it sounds like Tracy and I, my wife, Tracy is basically the same exact way. And then uh, the biggest thing with her is the security. So, mm-hmm. and there's yep. not a whole Secu- lot of security yeah. in that. But, but here's the thing, though. It, well, there isn't in the beginning. But here, here's what here's what I learned when I got my push. Okay, when I got in that push and I got in that down spot where I was really overwhelmed with how little control I had over my life. You've got no security in your nine to five either. Mm-hmm. I mean, schools, con- they, uh, the community voted to consolidate. I lost my job, just right. like that. Mm-hmm. The, that. So the community controlled my life there. This principal thought that they could just fire me at any time for, you know, responding to an emergency or anything else in my life. That's no control over your life. So I think that was the biggest realization I had is the safe, secure way is not as safe and secure as everybody makes it out. And if I have a chance to fail at this thing that's supposed to be safe and secure that I don't like, why would I just not go do something I really, really like and have a chance to fail or succeed too? So that was that was that's the pivot point is when you realize the nine to five ain't the safest way to do it. In a lot of ways, it's scarier to do it by yourself, but it's actually safer because everything you get comes from your actions. Absolutely. Excellent. Very good point. So along the way, and this is either during your entrepreneurial journey as you're starting your online businesses or even that incident with your child, which I would personally consider a kick in the gut moment standing there at that point in time. But I don't like to highlight and really 
point out kick in the gut moments and these these failure points but they're a part of anybody's life who is moving forward and trying to progress in life yep that's the push man that's the push so i would love for you to share with us a kick in the gut moment that you know really kind of took you to your knees and kind of make us feel that yeah you know i think that definitely for us that was our kick in the gut moment you know what i mean because i i I can't explain how helpless and infuriated i felt like at the same time because it it was actually like you know when i found out what was happening I, i was furious right but then when i realized that i had no control over my life later on that day and i re- and and i actually did i actually left that school that day and went and did what i had to do the consequences be darned right mm-hmm. but like but th- but i could have came back to no job i i got reprimanded for leaving i actually had to uh, if I, if i remember correctly i had to sign a piece of paper where they they wrote they put it in my file that day that i left for an emergency and told me like not to do it again and that, and i was just kind of like i just remember driving home that day thinking what have, what have I got myself into? And that, that was the moment I knew something had to change. I didn't know what it was, but that was the moment that I knew I had to change something. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, people like you and I and my wife says the same thing. It's like, it's like, it's almost like we're volunteering ourselves to be slaves to, yes. to this, to this system that was created but you can you know you can look back in history and we have all these different ideas about you know the industrial age and all this kind of stuff and where this all came from but the fact then once you realize you can dwell on that all you want but then once you realize that you there are ways to take control of your life and to take control of that and you don't have to live that way and you can have a say in what you do and how you make yep. a living it's just liberating and what i know you were saying earlier once you realize that that was possible just everything opened up and once you make that realization everything opens up and you start seeing stuff that was already there but now you're seeing it and yeah. then the, then it's like a kid in a candy store where do i start you know exactly yeah so, i always say it's like a, i'm a history teacher i always say it was like being an indentured servant mm-hmm. like it, was, it, was, it wasn't pure slavery right but like it was like i was I, the company owned me you know what i mean and uh you were you were so far in debt of uh, with your security debt, you know, keep me secure. Keep me. Mm-hmm. Make sure you pay my insurance, which is a joke in and of itself because I actually spend less now on insurance than I did when I worked for another company. Amazing. That's a whole different follow axe. Mm-hmm. But like, but that. But then once you realize that, you also realize, well, if somebody else can control me, then I can probably can control me. So I just need to go do it. So let's get into that. You know, um, you've got a million good news stories. I mean, you really do. I hear them every single podcast, even the podcast with the subjects that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get into that subject. I listen to it anyway. I've saved three of your podcasts and I posted this on Twitter the other day. I have maybe five episodes saved of all the podcasts and I listen to no less than seven podcasts at any given time. Uh, I've listened to many different shows, but I get something out of every single episode, and there's so many good news stories. So one thing I want to ask you before I forget, and I want to ask you now because I will forget, is walk us through what type of online business are you talking about? And this is the other thing I like about what you and Jocelyn are doing, because when many people think online business, they're thinking of all the mainstream stuff that every they see everybody else posting on Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff and not bashing that type of it, that type of industry but you've taken it to a real world 
basically what you know in your head today you can turn into a business pretty much yeah we don't get into the and i'm not just i'm not saying we don't have any customers that do this but we don't get into the life coaching or i'm a social media manager or you know basically i'm in online business in an industry that's online business and that's all i talk about is crms and ads and online business like we focus on real people with real world ideas like i just got off the phone uh with a girl the other day or, or just about an hour ago and her idea was to help brides uh lose 10 pounds before their wedding okay and then we, we talk to people with all different kinds of things. And what we focus on is your expertise, your information. What are you expert enough in to actually teach somebody? Don't jump into the, I can make a sales funnel, therefore I'm a coach bandwagon, and try to sell that as you're the greatest expert in this, or you're like an Instagram expert or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we, we say, what do you do and how can you make money with it? So like what we did was, and this, this all came from, when we first started out, you know, we, I didn't, we didn't go down that route of trying to be one of these gurus, right? We didn't want it. We didn't, the flip lifestyle comes way after uh, our real businesses and our journey. So like when we first started, I knew I had to make some kind of money to prove this to Jocelyn, right? And I thought, well, what do I know that I can put out there and hope someone sends me money back? Well, I mean, the only thing I really knew about at that time was Man, I was a football coach, and I was a U.S. history teacher. That, that's what I did for like eight or nine years before this. Um, I was a college football coach for a few years uh, before I got into teaching. So I'd be pretty much, it's been a decade of my life, either teaching or uh, U.S. history or being a football coach. So what I did was I said, okay, I'll put free worksheets up for histories, uh, teachers, and I'll surround them with ads. So somebody might accidentally click on Google ads, right? Mm-hmm. And but, but that was what I did. I focused on what I knew. I focused on what I was expert enough in. I knew there were new teachers every year, and I had created like 100 worksheets. So if I could just get them to go get my worksheet, maybe they would click on an ad that was on my page. Um, this, of course, did not work <laughs> at the beginning, <laughs> like at all. Like I went months and had this website, and nobody found it because I didn't realize you had to like create content for Google to index you, right? right. So like I was just posting a link with, and surrounding it with ads, and I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but you know, I, there was a point where I thought, man, maybe this isn't real. I'm just going to give up because this, this is not working like the gurus are telling me it's working. Well, one night I was sitting there at night and I tell everybody the story because this is like my, this is my greatest, like good vibes moment in our entire story It's my favorite moment of all of it is I was sitting there one night and I was about to like, just give up. I was about to shut my computer. It was close to midnight and I looked at my screen big goose egg sitting in that money column you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i was like that's it so i throw my computer over i go to the bathroom brush my teeth get ready for bed i come back and i'm like all right i'm gonna hit refresh one more time and i was like god if this is real please (laughs) let me make some money i am i am not joking i actually prayed that prayer i said if this is real show me something here give me a sign you know i hit refresh and the zero had changed to 11 cents Someone had actually found the website and clicked on an ad, and we got 11 cents. And, man, you'd have thought that I was the head coach of the Patriots and we just won the Super Bowl. Because I jumped out of bed. I started celebrating and screaming and running around the room. And Jocelyn was, like, over there reading a book, so she just looked over at me like I was crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, I, and, I was like, and I was like, I was like, she's going, what are you doing? I'm like, there it is. It's real. We can create something, put it on the Internet, and someone will find it and give us money for it. And Jocelyn, I, I, I remember the look on her face softened. Everything changed at that moment. 
And, we, and, and from that moment on, we started brainstorming together and saying, what do we know that we can sell? Well, I focused totally on football. I, kn- I knew football. I was a defensive coach, a defensive coordinator at the time. I had this unique uh, defense that I had kind of developed that was really good for schools that had like slow players or maybe overweight players or just not the talent you would have to really win a bunch of games with. Okay. And Jocelyn was an elementary librarian and she had really been looking and hunting for some good lesson plans. Couldn't find anything good on the internet. So we both kind of just said, let's make this. I'll make playbooks. We'll sell them to football coaches. You make lesson plans. I mean, there's a hundred thousand librarians out there teaching in America I mean, maybe we can get some of them to buy it. And that's what we focused on is what did we know that we could create in a way that people could access it without talking to us, and then they could give us money to access it. And it just blew up uh, like gangbusters. Yeah, truly amazing. It really is. I mean, who would have thought that somebody would go on there online and buy lesson plans? I know. It's unbelievable, man. But I'm telling you right now, they do it every month. Uh, it, it, yeah, here's, the, even, here's the kicker. Like, Who would think that teachers would pay $50 a month just to have access to it? Like that That's what blows our mind is it's even like, you know, because we, we, we tell people that. And, and you know, most teachers are like, well, I wouldn't do that. But you, I don't need you to do it. I don't need 99% <laughs> of you to do it. I need 1,000 of you to do it. Yeah, and I'm making yeah. good money, you know. So exactly. That's that. That's the value proposition that we offer. We we give you back your life, and you buy lesson plans, and you don't have to do it anymore. So yeah. amazing! I've heard people on your show. One guy was a very well, very good. I'm probably underselling him, but it was a chess player, and yes. he had a way that he wanted to gamify a membership site. That's one of the ones that I saved, by the way, because I think it directly relates to what I want to do with my membership site. Yes, and he and he, and uh, and we, we have, so he's teaching chess. Uh, we have people last night that we had a golf instructor. Um, we had someone that, uh, today who was like facilitating, uh, like teaching with technology, right? Just totally bizarre, like how to incorporate, like even anyone could use it, like an entrepreneur could use it or a classroom teacher could use it. But it was a way to use the, the tools that we all use every day, but in a, uh, a better way to teach people stuff. Uh, we had one guy that joined one time and he like, you know, like bonsai trees, like you got to like cut them mm-hmm. and make them good and there's destruction. Right. He was like bonsai trees, but for Venus flytraps or something. What? Apparently there's a lot of Venus, I'm telling you, a lot of Venus flytrap enthusiasts out there. And lo and behold, man, he's just cranking out this ebook about how to keep your Venus flytrap alive. And people are buying it. I got a buddy that made his first 20 grand online on how to raise uh, goldfish, just how to keep your goldfish from dying. Get a little ebook and everything. And uh, it's just that's what we want to do. We want to focus on we want to cut through the clutter of all the coaching and crap. And we want to get to what can you do online? We had a couple uh, join uh, this week. They have a landscaping business. They're successful and they want to teach people like, you know, take the guy that's mowing yards and making a couple hundred bucks a month. Take him to the next level and tell him to show him how to make two thousand bucks a month. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what we focus on is real people, real world niches and how to take it to the next level. You know, we're talking a lot about money here, and I listened to an episode with you, and you and I completely, me, you, Jocelyn, Tracy, we all definitely connect and we're on the right path when it comes to, well, the right path for us anyway, when it comes to money and making more money, and I'm comfortable, and it's like you and Jocelyn said, you guys are comfortable. I'm not trying to make a million bucks, and this is where a lot of people get hung up on these type of programs or these type of conversations around money 
And yep. number one, I like making money. It's it's like a game to me. I like learning how, other ways. I like talking to people who have just crazy vocations and all the different ways that people make money. But the bottom line is this, and I tell people this all the time, you do not have to be have a six and seven figure income to live no, a life no. of abundance. You have to get your mind right and you have to get your head straight. I'd love for you to share what your thoughts are on that because I recently heard you say that. Yeah, like we're, we're time is infinitely more valuable than money to us. And like we always say this too, like, look, you got it. You got to eat. You got to stay warm. You got to stay dry. Therefore, you have to make money in whatever you're doing. You can't eat a hobby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you do have to focus on meeting your needs. And then, you know, like we said, you want to get comfortable. But how far do you have to go? Like uh, one of the things that we did and one of the thing that was really important to us was uh, we just wanted to secure a nice you know, reasonable, comfortable home for ourselves in case everything happened. We're cool. We're, we're cool with that. So we, when we first started online business, we sold our house and we bought a smaller house, right? Well, even though we've moved now on to our new place, um, we still have that house because it's like our comfortable place. If we ever need it, it's there because we, all these things, I don't want to build a seven figure business and grind and hustle 70 hours a week. I want to know that my needs are met. I want to know that I have security and then I want to spend the rest of that time that everybody else, you know, when Gary V's jumping on a jet to Japan, I want to go to my daughter's dance recital. I don't want to do the 90-hour hustle and grind thing. I want to focus on what's important, which is spending time with my family, spending time with my wife, hanging out with you today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the number one thing in our life that we care about is the flip lifestyle. That means being content slow steady growth don't go chasing paper and just focus more on the moments we call them can't miss moments focus more on the moments than you do on the money if you always keep that as your priority list then you're you're not going to get into that grind because man i'm telling you i've seen people friends of mine get into that grind 90 hours a week and then the next thing you know they're divorced 90 hours a week the next thing you know their kids don't know who they are but they want to be like them which is almost worse than going to that factory job you know what i'm saying so like that 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 is just being someone else's slave like we talked about earlier so like you got to focus on the real stuff that matters and not focus so much on the million dollar gig we were on mixergy do you know you ever, you ever heard the mixergy podcast with andrew warner i've heard of it but i haven't listened to it we, we were on there the other day and he was kind of like blown away when we were telling that he's like man i've i've never heard anybody talk like this on my show before he's like everybody's like the number one thing he leads off with is how much gross revenue did you have last year? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I basically told him, I said, brother, if you want to talk to us, we're not going to talk about that. Now, if you want to talk about how much time I spent with my kids last week, I'll definitely talk about that. So, like, that's where we want to focus is our time more than our money. Right, absolutely. And sometimes it takes nothing more than an extra $500 in a, in a household income to make that difference. Exactly. Margin is more important than millions. Okay. And what I mean by that is you don't ever want to live in a stressed situation where you're running out of money or you are that one minute from disaster. But once you get to that point where you've got that cushion, you know, between you and the disaster, how far does that cushion really need to push before you're spending more time building the cushion than building your life? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that's that's what we don't want to ever fall into is no matter how much money you make, no matter what you do, you got to keep that in perspective or you're going to get out of whack. Absolutely. And we can get much, much more and much deeper into that. But I want to respect your time, Shane. So at this point, we're going to pay it forward. Are you ready to do that? Let's do it, man. 
Outstanding. So give our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. I think that the, the number one thing for life, this is what led to our success. It wasn't like the, the great idea or we're marketing wizards or anything else. The number one thing that everyone has to do is gain control of their time because time is the most important thing in everything you do. Jocelyn and I realized that even though a lot of our time was dominated by things we couldn't control, like our jobs or sleep or whatever, we knew that other people had the same 168 hours a week that we did. So the number one thing if you want to go forward in life is to take a piece of paper and draw columns and rows until you get 168 squares, and that's 168 hours. Go look at all the things that you have to do, okay? Like work, like eat, like sleep, all the things that are called, we call them non-negotiables, and then look at all those blank squares and ask yourself, what am I doing with them now? If you want abundance, you've got to stop wasting the blank squares. I don't care how many hours a day you work, I'm willing to bet there's an hour a day, seven hours a week, that you're wasting on something that you could replace with something better. That's what took our entire life to the next level. Even though we discovered the stuff, even though there's money to be made, and all of that, the day we sat down in a Mexican restaurant, chips and salsa, and a couple Diet Pepsis, and we started going over that grid, and we were like, oh my goodness, we're wasting 15 hours a week. Let's fix that with can't miss moments. Let's fix that, put our kids on first. Let's fix that with working on our dreams. Let's fix that with whatever our goal is right now. When we did that, that's what took it to the next level. So that's the biggest life tip I can say to anybody wanting to do anything is get control of your 168 hours. The next thing is if you want to start an online business, there's two things you have to have right before you start building websites and social media platforms and all that stuff. You've got to have an avatar and an offer. You've got to know who you're going to sell to. You have to understand them. You have to know their demographics. You've got to know their pain points, their problems. And then you've got to have a solution that you can sell them. If you don't have those two things, your online business isn't going to work. So for us, my uh, avatar was a football coach who wasn't winning any games. So I needed to go and help him with a product that could help him win more games. My defensive playbook, my installation manuals, and all the wisdom I had from losing a bunch of games and winning a bunch of games. For Jocelyn, her avatar was an elementary librarian, a person in this position that couldn't get lesson plans and had no time every day of her life when she got home because she spent three hours every night planning lessons. So Jocelyn sold her that time back. She created lesson plans for every day of the year so when that person got home at 3 o'clock, they could go to the playground with their kids. So for, for life, get control of your time. And for business, avatar and offer. Get an idea, figure out who you're going to sell it to, and then make a product. Excellent, excellent advice. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Shane? I think the biggest daily habits that I have that make an impact in my life is, number one, read the Bible, right? Um, I'm actually about to launch another podcast called The uh, Bible Business Plan, where every day I'm going to share Bible verses about business because mm -hmm. if, if I didn't have that to keep perspective, then it would be really easy to slip into all this other nonsense, okay? Uh, number two is to start every single day with my family. Like, no matter what, uh, one of the things that's non-negotiable in our calendar, our schedule, is me and Jocelyn get in the car and we take our kids to school together. So all four of us, 90% of the time, every day, go to school together. And, and I think the re this could be something else, though. Maybe you get up 30 minutes earlier and you all have breakfast together before you go to work. Uh, maybe this has to be in the evening. You take 20 minutes and you read to your kids or hang out and do something. Play video games with them. It doesn't matter 
but I, I love to have the habit of hanging out with my family first because it keeps me mentally all day saying, why am I doing this? What is my why? My why is those three people I was in the car with this morning. So those are the two things I do that keep me grounded, keep me focused, and help me succeed. Excellent. Absolutely love it. What are you listening to or reading right now that you'd recommend to our Abundant Leaders and why? I tell you what we're actually looking at right now, and I'll actually give you a bigger tip. Is I've got this app called Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T lately. And what Blinkist is, it's basically audio cliff notes for a, a crazy amount of books. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, I went to uh, the store yesterday, and while I was walking around, I listened to the cliff notes from uh, Mark Cuban's book, a book called Pricing for Profit, and something else about marketing. And it's basically short 10-minute summaries of books. And that has been legend in my life for the last two weeks because now I can listen to five or six outlines of these books and then go buy the one that really resonated with me. Okay? So that's the, I would definitely recommend that anybody that wants to be successful get that app so you can kind of filter through a little bit before you read. Uh, but the book that probably changed our life more than any other book uh, that we've read on business was Profit First. Uh, by Mike Michalowicz. And this book is about how to manage a business and make it profitable from day one. So if anybody is looking to start a business, I would highly recommend reading that book so that when your first dollar comes in, that dollar is profitable. And uh, it's a great book about managing your money and your finances in your business. I love the idea of that app. I'm definitely going to check that out. And Profit First has been recommended here a couple times. So that's another one i got to add to my list, and it's going to move to the top uh, because you recommended it. I'm definitely going to get that. And I like to listen to audiobooks. So I'm going to have all of that linked up and in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just go there and search Shane in the uh, search box there, and this episode will pop right up. So, Shane, i got one last question for you, and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you, man? Living a life of abundance to me means making an impact in my children's lives and other people's lives you know like when we when we started flip lifestyle wasn't even on the radar but we, we you know one of our friends that asked us i said this earlier asked us how to do it we helped her and she made like a thousand bucks online and i was at church one day man and my friend came up to me with like tear in his eye and was like man i just want to thank you guys because you don't know how much difference that's made in our lives and he was a teacher his wife wasn't working she was a stay-at-home mom so a thousand dollars is like i mean that could be a quarter of what he's making at his job mm-hmm. and, and and not to get fixated on the money again but just sharing that information and helping them get started and change their family tree basically because it was all of a sudden paying for their mortgage payment so that's what that's what living abundance means to me is it's not about us holding up here and what we've created it's opening our hand and letting that kind of out in the world and just seeing where that, you know, when you throw the pebble in the pond, man, where does the ripple go? That's abundance to me is that ripple. Mm, wonderful. Well, we're going to close this up. But before we do, Shane, I just want to really give you and Jocelyn another shout out. And Men, you got to go listen to and get engaged in this podcast, The Flip Lifestyle, because one, the content is just absolutely wonderful. They're as real as they can be when they're talking to They're talking to members of their group who are doing what they want to do in their business, and then they're helping them go to the next level. And it's just amazing to listen to and kind of envision the way that they're doing that. And you can apply that yourself. But at the end of each and every podcast, they have three things, really two things, but three things that I'll mention that I really like, and it just makes me giggle every time. One is their can't-miss moments. 
They talk about the things that they would have most likely missed. It, family events, new dog, you know, all of these events that so many of us miss throughout our lives by working for somebody else or just being too busy and doing everything else we have going on in life. So I love that part of the show. They also share a Bible verse at the end of every single episode. I really love that. And then the other part that I like that's kind of bittersweet because it's the end of that episode is when Jocelyn says, Bye! <laughs> I love that. That's great. That you was my believe- impression. That's my best impression. That's the best I can That's do. That's awesome. You would not believe how many people are like, my favorite part is when Jocelyn says, bye, like it's a southern belle. Yeah. yeah, man. Right? We're always it. coming back the next day, the next week. We're coming back. Wonderful. It's like, we should we should say, we'll see you later. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't bye. change it. Don't change it. I won't. We're not going to change, change it. Man. It's beautiful. All right, man. I, again, Shane, truly, truly amazing story. And I love all the information you shared with us. You're just so real. I look forward to us having a relationship and and just meeting someday in person without a doubt um, but leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any other way that we can get in touch with you all right man you can head over to flippedlifestyle.com that's f-l-i-p-p-e-d lifestyle.com uh, we are on facebook.com slash flipped lifestyle and usually on social media we're at flipped l-s f-l-i-p-p-e-d-l-s and uh, man the biggest piece of advice you can ever give anybody is take action because everybody dreams and everybody wants to win, but the people that go out and try are the ones that succeed. Indeed. All right, brother. Aloha. See you, buddy. Thanks. All right, guys. What would you think about that? Pretty amazing conversation. Really good stuff. That is just about as real as it comes. Before I let you go today, I also want to give a shout-out to Shane and Jocelyn's newest podcast. It's called The Bible Business Plan. I've listened to a couple episodes already. I'm really digging what I'm listening to. I like the idea of a Bible-based business plan because I just finished reading a book and I'm actually going through it for the second time called Business Secrets from the Bible. And there are many, many business secrets in the Bible that so many people really should pay attention to whether you own a business or not. Because based on the Bible, everybody who earns an income one way or another, is in business. You either have customers as your business or your boss is your customer, your one customer, because that's the person that you're adding value to and he or she is repaying you with a paycheck. That is a business. So I really like the idea of the Bible business plan because it really keeps it grounded and it keeps the business on track of doing what it's supposed to do, which is add value to other people's lives. Therefore, the business owner, the employees get compensated. So I encourage you to go check out the Bible business plan. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.